Hi, and welcome to Ways to Takes, episode nine. I'm Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How we doing, boys? What's going on? Doing good. We're on time this week. We figured it out. Uh, we almost didn't have Tucker. I thought you died because you weren't answering your phone, but uh, you were watching the end of the Daytona 500, and you're a happy man right now. I'm a happy man. My boy Denny Hamlin clutched it out, won me some money. Uh, thanks for being so worried about me. Even calling my girlfriend to make sure that I survived. I appreciate that. I also texted your father just to, just so heads up. But, um, <laughs> so let's just jump right into it here, guys. Uh, winners and losers from last week. Uh, really the big winner. Cam again on a, on another ridiculous take, taking it home. People think that Trump's going to buy the Mets, apparently. So uh, here's your moment, Cam. Uh, take of the week. So my mind works differently than a lot of people's, and it's some <laughs> some may call it a gift. So when I come up with takes like this, and you know, come out successful on the other end, it means a lot. Uh, it's something that I definitely see in the near future and appreciate you guys having my back. Uh, that That's three for me on the scoreboard. So, Trey, you can get into that if you'd like. Yeah, so we've decided now that we're going to start keeping take of the week scores um, just to see who, you know, who's leading the pack. Uh, as of this week, Cam and I are tied in first place with three takes of the week each. Tucker, you are on our heels with two. Dylan's yet to get on the board. Not one single wasted take of the week from Dylan. Uh, you're gonna have to step your game up, man, because you're, you're you're lagging off here. It's okay. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of season left to be played. There's a ton of season left, but uh, Dylan Dylan with with no, nothing on the scoreboard. Tucker, you're in second. What do you think? Uh, Dylan, I'd say your best way to get on the board is take the logic out of it and just get drunker with it, because I think that's how you win take of the week, apparently. It is it is wasted take, so I think I need to take a play out of Cam's book. That seems to be the formula. My takes have been pretty based on reality, I think, but I don't know. You're you're very um, appealed to the audience base. Uh, that's so. true. I know how to play my, my fan base. So um, For losers, now, Dylan, I had to single you out here, because I listened back to the podcast, and your, wake of the take, your, whoa, your take of the week was that the Sox were going to be good. But you immediately like went back and forth on that about 50 times. You said they were going to stink. You said they were going to be good. I'm just going to give you this time to defend yourself because you came off as a loser last week. I'm, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, so everything that I said last week is uh, just completely throw that out of the window because I am on board for the Sox this year. Um, now that Mookie's gone and we got Kevin Pillar, I don't even care. I'm going to say Kevin Pillar, great player. Actually had a vote for MVP last year in the NL, which is absolutely bananas because he had like 19 home runs and like just didn't really deserve it. But he, I think he's a good player. He was great in Toronto. So um, I think that'll be a good fit to slip into that spot. So um, Unfortunately, I forgot to mention that the uh, forbidden topic this week is Boston sports. So you're going to have to take a drink there. Yeah, I'll um, drink on that. And, and so, so to lay this record straight, I'm going Sox. Pro we'll be good. Dylan is pro I'm all in. I'm okay. all in on him. Gotcha. All right. Uh, like I said, forbidden topic, Boston sports. You guys got that? <laughs> Drink them when we talk Boston sports, which we're probably going to have to do a lot. So um, our other loser, Cam, you called me out for not wearing Celtics stuff. I'm repping this week. And Tucker's repping too. We got the Boston going. What's we got up? the Celtics going. And with that, I'll drink. Fine. But, um, you didn't have it on last week when you were hyping them up, but... That's why I came correct this week. Um, uh, Trey, I would like to add to our uh, losing takes that, is that you said the Celtics are the only good team in Boston. Yeah, so I'd actually like to touch on that. It's a good point. Um, I do think the Bruins are good. I, I just think that they're trending in a position where you're going to have those guys getting older. Zidane Char is like 10 million years old. Um, and then the Marshawn-Bergeron line is getting older. So I just think that right now – the Celtics are headed in a better trajectory than the Bruins are. Plus, the Bruins this year, not in the future, but this year are going to be dealing with the fatigue that it takes to make a Stanley Cup run. So I, that, was, that was all part of my, my take. I listened back to my take last week. I didn't love it, but uh, I was tempted to put myself on the losers list because I do think the Patriots can be decent. But uh, while I drink, um, let's uh, jump into uh, Wasted Takes of the Week. Who wants to lead off? Tucker, you're leading off. Go ahead. Happily. So, I want to start off with my take of the week. 
Cardell Jones is the best quarterback in Washington, D.C. currently. That includes all of the quarterbacks. I'm talking Alex Smith. I'm talking Case Keenum. I'm talking Dwayne Haskins. Cardell Jones over all of them. Tell me how many games those guys have lost over the last five years. I can tell you how many Cardell Jones has lost. It's zero. It's zero. I love it. I love it. I'll go right into it. Um, I hate the Redskins. I love Cardell Jones. I could not be happier about this take. Um, so, brief stat line for Cardell. I don't know exactly what it is. I was looking at it earlier. He's got four touchdowns, 500 yards, um, over two games. So, that's pretty good. I think only one pick and two wins, most important stat. He is a winner. He And this actually goes into my take a little bit, too. I'll let Trey touch on it a little more, and then I'll go back. But uh, I love that take. Cardell's a beast. Yeah, I mean – Go ahead, Tuck. Go ahead. I want to double down on that, that Cardell Jones and P.J. Washington should Walker. both have jobs. Walker. Ooh. <laughs> should both have um, jobs in the NFL next year. Okay, so here's my problem with your take is that it's a completely different animal. I mean, the NFL is not the XFL and vice versa. The XFL is a much worse product on the field. The quarterback play is bad around <laughs> the league besides these two guys. So – I, while I agree that the, the Redskins are terrible and the way that, and I don't think Haskins is that good. I don't think he's really the guy, but I mean maybe he'll turn it around, but I haven't seen anything out of him that's been like, oh my God, this is the guy I want on my team. Um, I just think that they're, they're such a different product and that the NFL is so much more of an elite thing that um, you can't really equate the two. And I think there will one day be, if the XFL continues to grow and to be successful, there's going to be that transition where there's going to be a guy in the XFL who plays well and then gets a job in the NFL. And I just don't see that working out. Dylan, any thoughts on it? Yeah, the quarterback situation in the XFL is got to be tough just because, you know, I don't think there's enough talent in the league at quarterback. Um, but that guy for the uh, – defenders he's pretty good i watched for that that last game so i don't know maybe he could make a run in the nfl i mean he was good in college so uh yeah i mean the redskins are a joke and they always will be a joke i don't i mean they had rg3 and he broke himself and then they've just been in a mess they've been a mess ever since uh anything else on it cam um yeah also jordan tamu i don't know you didn't touch on him he was the quarterback for Ole miss last year he was throwing a DK and AJ Brown, and he has a 78% completion percentage. He's 50 for 64, or something insane like that. He has 400 and some on yards, four touchdowns, I think two picks. 602 yards. Oh, yeah. totally yards. That might be rushing. But... Yeah, and he's, he's rushing the ball too. So he's another guy. Um, there's three quarterbacks in this league that really can play the game of football correctly. And everyone else has been playing garbage. So, Major Jones, maybe. If Danny Jones doesn't work out in New York, would you be ready to pull in one of these guys? A little bit of experience? Yeah. Yeah, that actually, this is a good segue. Um, Jump right in. It's my take. So, yeah, if you will. So, my take has a couple different aspects to it. The big picture is that football players should be able to go to the NFL after high school. Okay. Now, so the NFL eligibility uh, rules are ridiculous. They require you to play three years of college, which is absurd. I know where this is going. I think that should be changed too. Um, So there's a couple reasons for this. One, look at the MLB. People can be drafted right out of high school. They can be negotiated. They can either sign with the team or they can go to the minors or they can go decide to play back in college. Right now, if you had to take a guess, how many players in the MLB have a college degree? Take a guess. I'd say 30%. 10%. No idea. Uh, I'm going to shoot well with 5%. <laughs> Tucker, you are just about right on the money. 4.3%. 39 players in the MLB have a college degree. You don't hear anybody 
You don't hear anybody complaining about it. Did you say 39 like total people. have a degree? 39 people total. <laughs> That's crazy. Craig Craig Breslow had a degree in uh, like bioengineering. He was the smartest guy in baseball. I feel like a lot of these players play in college, though. Do they not? Yeah, yeah but, but they leave early in college, but they leave after like yeah. a year or they just get go to the minors straight out of it. I'm going to have so to dive in more in depth because now I need to know about the NFL and stuff like that. Right. So uh, I'm thinking there's a couple reasons. One, look at someone like Davian Clowney or Jameis Winston or even Tim Tebow, whose best years came in their first or second year in college. And then after that, they just slowly got worse. Or somebody like Marcus Latimer who was the running back for South Carolina the same year as Clowney, and he just shattered his legs and could never play in the NFL. You are required to go through at least 38 games in three seasons and just take a beating, and then you get to go to the NFL maybe, like 5% or 1% one or 2% get to go. So going off the XFL thing, I think – that as a segue, the XFL is slowly going to get bigger and bigger as those people that don't get to go to the NFL after college and feel like their four years or their three years or whatever was a waste, that XFL is going to serve as a minor league. It's going to serve as a place where people can go and prove themselves, and then then they'll be able to go step up in the NFL. But back to my original take, I don't think that college step is necessary. I think NFL uh, – administration or owners or whoever it would be should have the option to be able to invite people straight from high school to the combine, see how they perform. They should be eligible for the draft. If they don't get drafted, then they're eligible for the XFL. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, Cam, I like that because it is weird that uh, you're kind of forcing the players to like have to go to like private education and, have to pay the money, or well, they're probably on scholarships. So that yeah, is but, yeah, scholarship. but, but you well, think about like people that the blue chip guys maybe, are on scholarships, right? But think about people because it's a three year thing. Maybe the first two years they don't get a scholarship and they have to pay, and then they finally step it up their junior year, and then they get the scholarship, but they still lost all that money paying tuition for the first two years. Then they don't get a degree anyway because they leave after the junior year. But then the school still makes all the money off of them just playing there anyway. Exactly. So it is kind of strange that the the schools are benefiting from this. And it's kind of just an arbitrary rule like, hey, you have to go to a private institution before you can go make money. So the XFL thing is uh, enticing kind of. Um, idea. The only thing is that the commissioner of the XFL has said repeatedly that he wants no affiliation with the NFL. Yeah, they're trying to develop they're, their own league. They're trying to be their own thing, but probably for the longevity of the league, it probably makes the most sense for them to have some sort of affiliation with the NFL, and I think that's a I good idea as a stepping stone league. Yeah? I think if Vince McMahon is gonna... I, I know Vince McMahon is a very independent guy and he wants to make it succeed on his own but if it's going to go long term he's got to make deals with the nfl because the nfl is going to start stealing these guys away from under them and unless they come up with some sort of agreement they're going to go downhill and not be able to expand um so let me let me get my thoughts um i do think that going from high school to the nfl is like i think that's basically impossible because I don't think there's a lot of guys that are league-ready coming out of high school. They haven't played that elite competition. They're playing guys like you and me, like skinny white kids, and they're just they're blowing them up. Like That's that's why I think that it's not it doesn't translate the same way. Jadavion Clowney running 90 yards as a running back for a touchdown, breaking 80 tackles, isn't going to translate to the NFL. Okay, so, well, you're so don't force them to go to school. You could Okay, you could still have that in place, but then have something else in place where they can go to this league. Yeah, no, I think I going off that point, I was going to say that they the NFL should um, buy the XFL. I'm sure he would take Vince McMahon would take the right amount of money for it and turn it into a farm system, turn it into like a, a D league or, or something like that. Where yeah, if you have the blue chip guys coming up, they can go right to the NFL. But if you have some guys you want to develop, you send them to your farm team, like baseball well, you, or you, like basketball. You can still make them play a few years before the NFL. Just they can have the option to go to the XFL or college. Maybe. I, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm to the idea because I'm still like kind of skeptical of the XFL as an organization. But 
Tucker, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, so as a former exploited athlete of the NCAA, as I was, never saw a dime of the profits I made for my school. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm 100% agree with going around the NCAA in any way possible. I mean, obviously not in my scenario, but in the scenario of the athletes, these guys are making millions of dollars for their schools and seeing nothing for it. So either you pay them, or then they should be able to take their talents wherever they want. You can still have a farm system where they're not allowed to get into the NFL to three years after college so that they can be NFL ready. But I think NFL scouts would know NFL ready better than anyone. And I don't think these guys will get drafted if they're not NFL ready. So I think that there's a checks and balances in the fact that people that aren't ready for the NFL often won't be drafted to the NFL because no one will want the, an unready prospect. Whatever they have to do to get the NCAA video game back, that's what I'm for. <laughs> Whatever they have to do. Absolutely. When are we going to get the XFL video game? Yeah, EA <laughs> should just make that and just make it like an NCAA game. Cam? Um, another thing I was thinking is that they could have some sort of rule about high school players. So if you didn't get a college degree, then they can um, char- they can pay you less than the league minimum. So I don't know what the league minimum right now is, like 450k. Sound about right? I guess I don't. I'm no not idea. entirely sure. The so XFL is like 55k. If you don't have a college K. degree, <laughs> you can go to the NFL. You can get paid less. You're a younger guy, and that'll up your your um, appeal to NFL owners. So okay. um, after a two or three years experience, then it goes up, or however they want to do it. So to keep this conversation going a little bit, when you are, say, drafted um, in the NHL, you get drafted right out of high school. You could be 17 years old. So those kids, when they get drafted and they are under the ownership of whatever team drafts them in the NHL, say it's the Boston Bruins, then that team can then or that player can then go and play in like you got to drink on Boston crazy like Swiss a Swiss league or a Swedish league, and they can play in that league, even though it's not technically affiliated with the NHL. It's still basically like on loan to that other league for a couple of years, and then the Bruins still have rights to that player. So they could do something like that with the with the XFL. Well, I'm sure the NFL is keeping a close eye on the XFL, trying to figure out what's going to happen. And I mean, they have enough money where they could probably make Vince McMahon an offer good and refuse. So. Um, Dylan, why don't you jump in with your ways to take it? Okay, so switching gears from football, we're going to talk about uh, the NBA real quick, uh, which is wild that I'm bringing this up. But um, Wow. <laughs> but the All-Star game and All-Star weekend was this past weekend, and um, the biggest thing that I think came out of that was the fourth quarter in the All-Star game. And it was a... Uh, new rule to the game where the teams just the team fought to whoever scored a number of points, right? It was 157. I don't know what the setup was. I read the rules and I was super confused. So what happened was is that the the first three quarters it was whoever won the quarter got like 100k that they could then give to charity, and then the fourth quarter was all right. You have however many points that you scored up until that point for both teams, and now you have to get to 157. Yeah. So it was like, so essentially what happened is that the players now realized that there was significant, um, like, effort needed to be done defensively to stop the other team from scoring to give you the opportunity to get a one-up on them on the other end scoring. So it brought defense into the game. Yeah. So it was very more uh, exciting of the fourth quarter as compared to the first three. So my waste to take um, is that I think the league should just have the NBA games be first one to 30 points in a quarter wins the quarter. You, or what, you want them is. to change the entire yes. league to the format of this. Exactly. Because that would make it more exciting. Now this is what you need. This is the type of take you need to win take of the week. I love it. So now you don't need to, or now you need to have more emphasis on defense because now it's not who become who scores the most points. It's who scores the certain amount of points first. So you have to stop the other team. 
and it was much more exciting. I so I think this is ludicrous. I I love it, but I think that I think that basketball is such an old sport at this point, and the rules have been the scoring rules have been the same forever that you could never get everybody to jump in on this. No, no way. But I still think it would probably be more exciting, and there would be more just all around effort on the court. So I, I'm all for that. Tucker. Ludicrous take. Bill, exactly what you needed to maybe get up there in the take of the week conversation. But in terms of the legitimacy of this, awful. Yo, no, awful it's never going to happen. I You're just think it. the score. Imagine if I was like hockey, it'd be like, no, it'd be way more fun if you played with broomsticks instead. <laughs> like, you can't just change the sport. I'm sorry. It's too late in the term for you to just. Change the rules. Okay, so then let's start another league, call it the XBA, and then we'll have uh, those <laughs> rules in place, and then everybody would like that. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Dylan, love it. I think this is out of the box for you. I think you're taking a page out of my book. Uh, like Tucker said, it's so dumb. Um, never going to happen. It's good for an all-star game situation. Um, I like your creativity here, and I think you're going to gain a hater this week, and he's, he already hates me, so, but, but that's what you get for stepping outside the box, you're adding to the podcast, you're adding to the fun of this, and, um, yeah, but as for the take itself, you can't do that. What, what, I, <laughs> you what, can't do what that. I will say is that uh, I was watching a lot of ESPN um, since that game and a lot of the analysts have said that they're not against overtime taking up those rules so it's not an out, such an outlandish type, oh, interest type of uh, type of a take i just took it to the next level and said just make the okay. whole entire freaking game that way because i personally my biggest gripe with the nba is just the lack of defense and it's not because um it's not like for any uh, reason like I take like I don't like the players for not doing it it's because that's the way the game is played it's just more let's see how many more points we can score than the other team and versus how many points can we stop the other team you're getting. coming back to center on this take because that the overtime rule I don't I don't hate if they just set a number and they have to score to it that would make things at, intense. Yeah, first to 25 Af- yeah Ooh. after after the game's tied after regulation but then and then and then they were like playoffs no we're not gonna do it in playoffs we're just regular season game I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Well, again, I don't hate that either. That's why I'm saying the whole entire game, just do it this way because it's more exciting. All right. All right. I respect I respect the take. That's that's gonna that's gonna draw some attention. That's what you need in this in this uh race. I, I need to get on the board, um, so this is me begging. Um so let me jump into my ways to take. Um the Astros are going to change the face of baseball forever. Not because they're gonna be like really good. Not because there's going to be new rules brought in because they cheated, but because they're going to have to figure out a way to help these players not die. The Astros <laughs> this week have come out and just doubled down on the, we don't care that we did anything wrong, we didn't do anything wrong, we still deserve our championship, blah, 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 blah. You had the entire league responding. Carlos Correa was like outspoken about how like, oh, we... um. You know, we get your facts straight. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't, we didn't do anything wrong, blah, blah, blah. We deserve our championship. We won a fair and square, blah, blah, blah. He's a, he's wrong, but, um, you saw everybody come out against them. You saw you Darvish have some words, and you Darvish was inter- interesting because Yuri Guriel hit a dinger off him in the World Series and then mocked him by making like Asian eyes, uh, making like squinty eyes. So that was a bad look for him. Um, and then you heard Sale talk about it. Chris Sale, he got rocked by the Astros in the playoff. You had position players like Chris Bryant coming out and having some strong words. And then you had the guy who you would never expect to hear from, Mike Trout, who has never said anything about anybody. He was out there talking about it, saying that if he had a wire, he would bat a million, probably. But um, they're going to get thrown at every game, I think. If you're going to take the stance that you did nothing wrong and you were not going to – and like like I've said a hundred times on this podcast, there's a certain sanctity to baseball where it's – uh, a sport where everybody kind of resp- has this respect for the game. If you're going to disrespect the game like that, you're going to get thrown at. And the commissioner came out and said, "Oh well, if you throw at him, you're going to get you're going to get suspensions." When they didn't even get suspended for cheating, I I just think they're going to get thrown at a lot, and there's going to be fighting, and it's just going to result in the MLB having to make new rules for the league about fighting and stuff like that. Like it's going to become much harsher. But the Astros 
are gonna somebody's gonna get hurt because they're gonna get thrown at a lot this year. Tucker. Now I have two takes on this. One, this whole scandal is great for the sport of baseball. All publicity is good publicity, and now the MLB has a team that everyone has universally decided to hate. There are little leagues teams that have decided to ban the name Astros from the league because they hate the team that much. Like, this team is hated on a level that I haven't seen a single team hated in a long time. And I absolutely love that, and I think it's going to give a storyline for baseball. And also, I saw the over-under for amount of Astros players hit next year. 83 and a half. Take the over. 83 and a half, and I'm hammering the over. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think everybody's going to swallow their pride here, and they're not going to throw it um, as much as you think they're going to. Because, again, the commissioner came out and said there's going to be no tolerance of intentional hitting. Like, how, how the heck are you going to determine if it was intentional? Well, that's what I'm saying. How are you going to determine? He I, just says it was an accident. I, I think the, the, the players in the MLB are such competitors that they're going to take more excitement out of beating them on the field and crushing the Astros to the ground and record-wise versus throwing at them. I think there's going to be maybe a couple guys maybe that plunk a curveball off one of their tushies. But I think if they can beat them on the field by playing the game, that's going to be the best form of you know retribution. Yeah, exactly. Cam? Yeah, I think very first pitch, the very first pitch is going right at someone's back. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't think so, I, Cam, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen or if it did happen. I think whoever throws out the first pitch, like like a celebrity or something, might just chuck it at the dugout. Right at the the dugout. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, I don't if know, I'm not... Buster Posey, I put a backup in on that first at bat. I don't even put like who's this first batter Springer. I put out care. some bench warmer for that first batter because you know that guy's getting thrown at. I mean, so here's the thing: is that. You could say, like, they're going to swallow their pride, but if they're going to talk like this the whole season and act like they did nothing wrong, that's unbelievable. That I mean, that's that's going to get them in trouble. And I just feel like guys aren't going to accept that and they're, they're going to be thrown out. All right, so that's my take. So we'll just keep going with this Astros stuff because it yes, was a big please. story this week. The Astros, like I said, defending themselves with pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, there was a report that came out, like we talked about before, that um, – Altuve was wearing a wire, and now the Astros are saying, no, he wasn't wearing a wire. The reason he didn't get want to get his shirt ripped off is because, A, his wife didn't want him naked on the field, and, B, he had an unfinished tattoo that looked awful on his collar. So I don't buy that one. Maybe the wife one, but I do not buy the unfinished tattoo. Um, and then, like I said, you have a bunch of guys coming out against the Astros being like, what the hell? Uh, Dylan, you're the baseball guy. Jump in. Yeah, so I'm firmly a believer that there was no buzzer involvement. I think that's a ridiculous accusation, and there's been no proof of that existing. So I'm just throwing that out the window as a stupid take. So um, I agree with, uh, or I believe, Altuve and his whole wife situation, because as soon as he hit that home run to go to the... um, uh, the World Series, he was interviewed on field and said, and the reporter asked him, you know, what's going on about your jersey and I want to get taken off. And he said, my wife doesn't want me to take my jersey off. She doesn't like me going around on TV half naked. So I believe him in that regard and I don't think there's any buzzer. But the thing with the Astros um, and everybody being upset about it, it's wild that the owner of the Astros, the commissioner, and now the players on the team are all defending themselves when it was blatantly obvious that they cheated. So, yeah, a couple things from me. I want to just say that I think where there's smoke, there's fire. There might have been some I, – I am inclined to believe the buzzer story just because I think it's awesome. But also I think there's some there, – where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and the, the entire league coming out to their defense, I don't understand it. I mean, I guess it's because we had talked about – so, Tucker, you said that you think this is great for baseball – I think it's actually being great for baseball as well. I agree with you. But a couple weeks ago, we talked about how it was bad for baseball. I, yeah, I said it was bad. Yeah, and I agreed with you that I, I think that baseball is in a spot right now where they're um, they're 
seeing a lack of viewership and a lack of uh, people paying attention. And this is doing this is doing more for the sport than a lot of things have in the past. So I think they're going about it the wrong way. I mean, the Astros have handled this horribly the entire way, and especially their 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 GM. He's doing a terrible job. But um, the GM I, was fired. It was their owner. Or their owner. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Their owner. He he had some other stuff going on earlier when this first dropped. Um, but he's he's a mess. Uh, Cam, uh, what do you think about the whole situation? I am a little salty that the Yankees got cheated out of a potential World Series. And Aaron Judge out of an MVP. Well, I will, I will say, uh, Gary Sanchez, uh, when he was asked about the buzzer, he said, I don't know, but I can tell you, if I hit a home run to get my team to the World Series, they can rip off my pants. <laughs> so any comment on the pants, Cam? Gary Sanchez. I did see that, too. That's an all-time uh, quote. He's the man. Um, He's got to have a big buzzer. I just think... Uh, what did you say? Never mind. Just continue. <laughs> continue. Um, um, I think we're coming back with vengeance this year. Yankees, I think they might set an all-time win mark. I wow. think the Astros are going to miss out on the playoffs. Um, I think a lot of good things are going to happen this year. Um, I think the Astros should have been punished and punished severely. I think even they should have replayed – playoffs <laughs> <Astros>. <laughs> that one's a little wasted but um no astros new uh second least favorite team but so, so we're actually in the same boat here cam because to talk about boston sports for a second we um the Sox got knocked out by them pretty brutally uh a couple of years in a row but definitely while this was going on and you saw chris sale who was a monster during the regular season just get absolutely shelled and um, it was at home that he that at Houston that he got shelled. So um, it's just um, I we're in the same boat here. Uh, Tucker, what's your thoughts? I'm going the opposite route. I kind of am rooting for the Astros this year. Ooh, I just that's think a terrible take. it'll be hilarious just to shove it in all their faces just for the Astros to just wipe everyone this year. I'm a fan of it. I kind of love them being like the new most hated team in sports i always like the most hated team in sports i always find it really hard to dislike that team well most of the time it's us. i would yeah because most of the time it's us i grew up being hated and now i just i feel for those type of people and i want to cheer for them i mean they definitely got something to play for i mean you got you got the chip on your shoulder dill yeah so to add on to that um i think i'm just spitballing here but i think there's going to be a lot of articles that are going to be written saying oh the astros now that they're not cheating now who now do you think springer's going to be worth this much money because look <laughs> at him now he's only batting 220 you know there's going to be so many of those they're just going to get nipped in the butt on they've got to have a big like, year like the the players on the team if they don't come and perform like they did years prior they're going to be like cast out as like being terrible if they have this be their bad year you they've got to I mean? have a big year and, um, and another thing on that is <laughs> like you said sale being um uh destroyed and in, in his start versus astros in the playoffs well there was another pitcher guy on the toronto blue jays his name was mike bullsinger um he only had one major league appearance it was against the astros and he's claiming that the that his start or his appearance with the astros is the is the reason why he's no longer in baseball because he never played again and no team picked him up and it's he believes it so much that he's now suing in the court of law against the uh, Astros <laughs> because he's saying that they've tainted his career by cheating in the game. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said uh, way back that pitchers are crazy and they're you want to mess with pitchers like that you're going to you're going to face some repercussions because they are psychopaths so what needs to happen is that this guy now needs to uh get signed by whoever is playing the Astros first and he needs to bean the first bat like Cam said <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's that's enough on the Astros i mean they're a dumpster fire right now but this weekend, the NBA All-Star Game, we talked about it a little bit, new rule changes. It was an electric game. I, I watched some of the highlights, and uh, I didn't get a chance to watch, but I watched the highlights, and they were there was that was the most intense All-Star Game I've ever seen. Made us look bad coming off our take that, uh, you know, it was like a bad All-Star Game because it was great. Uh, 
Cam and Tucker, I know you guys were really fired up about this one, so I'll let you guys talk it out. Yeah, the All-Star game was, I'm going to say it, I think the NBA, if it keeps up like this, the NBA is the best All-Star game in sports. I just, everything about that was incredible. I mean, it was just 10 players, like the best five players on each team going balls to the wall in that fourth quarter. And one of like the best basketball I've ever seen played. Like it was just the best players in the league going at it. And it was full on. There were people swatting each other. There were guys taking charges. It was nuts. And it was as good as I could have wished for. Cam? So I didn't get the chance to watch the entire thing. Uh, I watched highlights as well. But what I did watch was Trey Young hit a crazy buzzer beater. That was hype. Um, <clears throat> what I think they should change, or not change, but maybe add, is on top of the Celebrity All-Star Game, like I said with the Pro Bowl, they need to take some old guys, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, <laughs> get, get the Dream Team back on the court for a five-on-five a 3v3 half-court type deal, maybe lower the rim, something. I want to see the old guys play again. Um, other than that, the NBA does have one of the best All-Star games. I loved watching the new system. And it's it's. I liked watching the NBA for a couple reasons. One, because only five people play, so it is really concentrated on the best players in the sport. Only five play, play on each side, obviously. Um, so whoever's out there is really good. Whereas in the Pro Bowl, there's so many people out there and defense is a little bit more of a big deal, especially on like the receivers that you can't see that all the time. But in the NBA, they're throwing up alley-oops and doing crazy everything that it's really enjoyable to watch. Um, I don't think they need defense more involved. I don't like it. I like defense. <laughs> All right, so I like uh, to watch. I like to watch crazy alley oop dunks. I like to watch deep threes. I like to watch breakaway. I, I like all that. So I don't need defense. Let me just quickly say to your old timers point: bring in the five old timers, have them play one of the teams for a quarter, and you can settle the MJ LeBron debate right there on the uh, court. I mean, that would be I huge. Can't. <laughs> MJ did celebrate his fifty uh, seventh birthday today, so I don't know how he would fare. You know, happy birthday, <laughs> happy birthday, MJ, longtime listener. Uh, we love you, buddy. Um, I, I also <laughs> brought up NBA player of all time. I brought up Larry Bird, so I guess I'll drink. Dylan, yeah. So um, Tucker, <laughs> Tucker said that he uh, liked the entire game and that it was very entertaining. I think that uh, the first three quarters were not as entertaining. Because I'm not that one that just likes to watch those, like, uh, alley-oops up and down the court and everything. Um, I did enjoy the fourth quarter a lot more than the other three. But at the same token, I don't expect the All-Stars to come out and play a full game as hard as they can on an All-Star game for four quarters. So I think the format is good because, you know, in the last quarter, they were able to, you know, like, gas it up for ten minutes which is nice to see. Um, one stat that I did see, which was kind of funny, was that um, in the first three quarter, there was 48 dunks. In the third quarter, there was three. The shooting percentage in the first three quarters was like 60%, and then the shooting percentage in the fourth quarter was like 30%. So again, uh, it's just like a more kind of actual basketball game at the end, which I think was good. Tucker, I know you're live betting right now, but uh, your thoughts on the game? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was incredible, and I enjoyed the first three quarters for what they were. I mean, I'd say the first quarter was just no defense being played, but after that, I mean, Team Giannis picked it up a lot in the second quarter. Giannis played like he had something to lose in the second quarter. He scored like 14 of the team's 16 points at one point in the second quarter. I mean, they were playing hard. But they were also just letting the fast breaks happen, which was a little bit annoying in terms of the quality of basketball. But in terms of getting to see awesome plays, it was pretty cool. What are you live betting right now? Tell us your bet. Yeah, 
I just live bet Astros wins for the seasons over 94. Houston Astros World Series win <laughs> and Houston Astros under for hit by pitch. All right. There we go. Dylan convinced you. So I think the yep. biggest thing that changed this was what makes the world go round. Money. You, you add money to anything, you make it better. So obviously it was for charity, but you had the charity sitting right there ready <laughs> yes. for their hearts to exactly. be ripped out. And they and they couldn't let that happen. So if you if you went out, if team say team LeBron went out and just got boat raced by Team Giannis, you have ninety kids sitting in the front row just being like, we're not getting anything. So so you need to. I think you need to add money to other other games. I know Teddy Bruschi tweeted to the NBA. He's like, fix the fix the Pro Bowl. So I think if you want to fix these other All Star games, maybe throw in a little money aspect. And if it doesn't work for charity. Just throwing money aspect for players. Each play, each each hit you get in the uh, MLB All Star game, you get 100k. Each home run, you get 500k. Uh, Tucker. Now I loved the money aspect, and I was trying. To, my buddy was trying to convince me um, that Anthony Davis should brick both free free throws for the integrity of the game. And I was just thinking about how hilarious it would be if they lost that game, and then Anthony Davis had to explain to a bunch of kids how he thought it'd be more fun for him to just play the game out and that the 300k for their charity wasn't that important like i love the charity aspect i mean that had a whole other level to it that last quarter kids there that last quarter was a jackpot because they tied in the third so it it held over um so it was it was the ultimate jackpot for those kids but uh i think that was a big big thing um other thoughts about the game uh the numbers uh one team wore 24 for kobe the other team wore two for his daughter. That was that was really nice. Let's talk about the national anthem. Oh my God! What is the NBA's problem with getting terrible national anthem singers for their All Star game? You had Fergie a I few don't years know ago. How they kept a straight face for that? I know you had. Well, they didn't for Fergie a few years ago. You had Draymond laughing in her face. You had all the celebrities in the crowd laughing in her face. This year, this Shaka, whatever the hell her name was, Khan. Terrible. Shaka Khan. Shaka. Sheer Khan. I don't think her name is actually Sheer, Shaka Khan. Sheer Khan. <laughs> or Sheer Khan. <laughs> she was horrible. It didn't even sound like she knew the national anthem. It made me ashamed to be an American. Dylan, I know you're a big national anthem guy. What do you think of the national anthem? <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I just think you have to come out with a little bit of respect for the song. I know it's like artistic uh, type of deal where you can like make your own interpretation. But... Um, she just butchered this one. This Shaka Kana Khan lady. <laughs> I'm not trying to pronounce the names Boom, wrong shakalaka. here, but I have no idea how to pronounce it. Um, it just didn't. It didn't come out come out well. Um, and Fergie's the, the other few years ago was brutal as well. So I don't know. Just just go out there and you know belt your hearts out. Have some you know real pride for the country and let it ride. So. You said earlier that uh, America's sexy. You don't have to go and sex it up. America's yeah, sexy on its own. Fergie was trying to make love to that microphone a few years back, and it just didn't work. And I wish that they would just, you know, sing it like a normal person. A little anecdote. I Last year, during the uh, Stanley Cup, I tweeted that the blues singer was hamming it up. I, I did a total joke tweet. I was like, the blues singer is making this a, per- a performance. It shouldn't be a performance. This is an to honor America, and it was a total joke, but it got some traction on Twitter. I got a lot of likes on it from people that I think think I was serious. I just want to go ahead and say I was not serious, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a miserable, miserable thing. So the dunk contest and three point contest, the, the most exciting events. Uh, the celebrity all star game wasn't that great. I think the best part about it was Stephen A. being there. But um, the dunk contest, Cam, he, what's his name? He won. Uh, Derek Jones. Derek, Derek Jones. Jones. Yeah, he won. You're so you're you're he heat. Win. Are the very deserving win. Um, when, yeah. when Aaron Gordon does the same three dunks just at a different angle, oh my I God. don't think he's deserving of winning. So I'm going to yeah, disagree with you. The best dunk, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that he should have won the whole thing. So good job, Dwayne Wade. I disagree with you because I think that Aaron Gordon is has twice now been robbed of this thing. He should have won it that one year against Levine. That was closer, I think, than this year. Um, him jumping over Taco, sure, he grazed his head a little bit, but that's seven five. He jumped over a seven five man. Like no, yes, he did. He did. No. It was awesome. A lot of leverage. Taco had to. Taco gave him about eight inches. 
He used his shoulders as leverage. It wasn't a graze. He literally wouldn't have jumped over a 6'5 guy, okay? So Derek Jones is a clear winner there. Um, Aaron Gordon did not get robbed twice. Zach Levine won fair and square as well. Um, honestly, I don't like the guy. I think that he's cocky, saying he'll never do it again. Um, a true champion would go back there and prove himself once again. So, yeah, he doesn't deserve to win anything ever. Now, Tucker, I know you have a little bit of a conspiracy theory on this. I do. And I think that this was whole thing was created so that it would go another round. And all the judges decided beforehand what the scores were going to be in order to have another round. Because it was such a good dunk contest and they wanted to see more. But last second, Dwayne Wade decided, I'm going to win this one for Miami. And so he decided to give it to Derek Jones by giving him a 9 instead of a 10. Because there's no reason you get a 45 for jumping over Taco. Like, I'm sorry, have you seen the things I've got in a 50? He also uh, did. Dwight and- Howard got a 49 out of 50 for just wearing a Kobe jersey and doing an average dunk. There is... No reason why this shouldn't have gotten a 50 out of 50. Yeah, so I didn't watch this All-Star game, but all past All-Star game or not, dunk contests that I've watched, I mean, the judges just throw up 10s like $100 bills at the club, right? So yeah. these guys don't care. So it was kind of a wild mood, move for Wade to not throw up a 10 there. And and the fact that he is Miami guy and Miami guy was going to win because of it, I, I, I'll believe you on that one, Tuck. I mean, he for sure, there was definitely some bias. You disagree, Cam? Oh, yeah, of course I disagree. <laughs> um, that is dumb. You're claiming collusion when, well, first of all, why is it Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's fault? Because he's the Miami the guy. He's the Miami guy. Didn't, did all so, the other judges give tens? No, no it was, there was two nines, two tens. There was three nines and two tens. The previous okay. dunk had, Three tens and two nines. Okay. Now, can I give you something that uh, Common, who is one of the judges, said? We thought it was going to be a tie. We were like, this is a tie, but somebody didn't do it right. I don't know who that is. And then Candace Parker said, I ain't throwing anybody under the bus, but check the scorecards. They're all saying that they wanted this to be a tie, but one person didn't allow it. And you're telling me it wasn't Common. It wasn't Candace Parker. You're telling me that you don't think it's Dwayne Wade that went rogue, the Miami Heat legend? Come on. Tucker's right. Okay. Yeah, you're, Tucker, going, you're 100% no, right. No, you're Cam, you're after, wrong. Come okay. on. You're going after Dwayne Wade right after his daughter comes out as a transgender. Oh, my God. You, you are insane. Again, what? killed the vote. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's an all-time spin song. <laughs> but uh, other dunk contest stuff. Uh, the uh, the uh, guy from the box, I loved him. I wish I wish he would have went farther. I one of my favorite dunks was when he oh, tapped man, it off the. No, for real, he topped it off. He <laughs> tapped it off the backboard and then slammed it. In in real time, it looked like he had like he grazed the rim and like just got it in. But he tapped no, it off the backboard dunk. and slammed it over somebody's head. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a great dunk contest. So uh, like I said, I'd like to see some bigger names. Uh, it was cool to see. Uh, uh, Howard come back, um, but uh, and it's good to see a guy like Gordon in there who's just like made his name off the dunk contest. But the three point contest, um, not um, as exciting, I'd say. Uh, Trey Young didn't look fantastic. Cam, your guy. Um, yeah, he didn't he didn't uh, live up to par, but he's still an all star. He still played decent in the all star game, so. I can take any way, anything away from him. We'll come back better. Buddy Hield was your champion. Um, I like the addition of the new uh, the new Mountain Dew ball, which was worth more. It was like a kind of like a Harlem Globetrotters thing where they had the four point shot, where uh, like at you're basically at half court, and the guys have the range to do it. So three point contest was good. Tucker, anything on the three point contest? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch this one as intently. I lost betting on it, but. Um... I mean, it was good. I liked the four-pointer. I mean, but I'm. it's the same thing every year, really. There's nothing really too special about it in my mind. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on. Let's do a little bit of football talk. So, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to drink on this one, but Brady Watch, 2K20. This is a new segment, I think, that we're going to have 
probably weekly because I decided so. But um, so I was on the couch uh, Saturday night at like 1 a.m. staring at the TV and this little news update pops up. Raiders willing to offer two years, 60 million. So the Patriots are going to have some competition in free agency for Brady. Who knows if they're going to do it or not, if, if he's going to decide that money is his priority. I really don't think it is. I think talent's his priority. Um, but, yeah, so it's not going to be a cakewalk for the Patriots like we've been saying the whole time. Tucker? Yeah, now let me get ahead of this, is that Tom Brady's not signing with the Raiders because if Tom Brady has any interest in winning football games, he's not going to one of the least talented rosters in the entire NFL. This is a team that has minimal to no talent on it, especially in terms of offensive weapons. You have Josh Jacobs, I'll give you that. And Darren Waller is good, but they have no receivers. Their Hunter Renfro, receiver Tyrell bro. Williams, and he's injured half the time. Hunter Renfro. And then your number two guy is Hunter Renfro. And if you think Hunter Renfro is a legitimate threat in the NFL and you haven't watched football. God, I would love him on the Patriots. But, I mean, uh, A.B. has said, I'm going to play wherever Brady plays next year. A.B. back to the Raiders. Complete the circle. <laughs> uh, Dylan, any thoughts on Brady Watch? Uh, a couple weeks ago, Tuck, you said that Brady wasn't worth 30 mil uh, a season. It. I'm probably with you on that, but I think it would be hilarious if the Raiders do offer him that much money. The Pats offer him like 15 mil for two years, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to stay, stay with the Pats. Yeah, and I just mean. Just completely big guy him. So I, like I've said, I. I originally, so a few weeks ago, I said 70% chance he's coming back to the Patriots. I'm, I backed down to 40 again um, because wow. they're not getting a deal done before. Like both sides have said we're not getting a deal done. Now I think that Belichick might not want, might not get him back, might not want him back, like Tucker's been saying. But um, I think if he, the leader in the clubhouse right now is the Chargers because they have the talent, they can win now. And I think that if he, if he really cares about winning and, and the Patriots don't do enough to get extra guys in to help him. He that's the best spot for him. Cam, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers too. Um, Philip Rivers, free agent last week. Uh, I think he goes to the Colts. I originally said he's going to retire, but I like him as a Colt uh, for a year or two. Back to Brady. The Chargers just makes a lot of sense to me. He's going home. Back to Cali. Um, got a lot of weapons, and I I don't see a reason. He doesn't owe anything else to New England anymore. Um, I Yeah, I don't think the Raiders is going to happen either. Like you said, Tucker, he wants somewhere with talent, and going to the Raiders would just be a very dumb decision because he has about equal talent on the Patriots right now. So... I think the Chargers is the best bet for him. I'm about I'm about 65-35 he, he's gone. So he he and Rivers could trade spots. I mean, maybe maybe Belichick wants Rivers to come in uh, for a couple of years just to be the holdover while they wait for somebody to come out uh, through college. Disagree, Cam? Yeah, no. Belichick likes winners. Um, Philip Rivers has never won anything. He's made it to one AFC championship, I'm pretty sure. And um, with all the talent that he's had over the years, Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates, and now Keenan Allen, um, with Danny Tomlinson he had for a couple of years, and he still couldn't do it, I don't think Belichick wants him. I think the only reason that I would see him going to New England is if Belichick, they draft somebody – this year that they want to learn for a year behind a veteran. Uh, Tucker. Um, Maybe, but I would, I would bet that they're waiting for Lawrence. Um, Tucker, just to get you excited, there's been some rumors. Taysom Hill to the Pats. What do you think of those? I've heard this, and let me tell you, I absolutely love it. <laughs> if I'm telling you, imagine – what Bill Belichick would cook up with Taysom Hill at QB. Not at starting. Some wild shit. Nope, starting. starting I'm, I'm for it as long Taysom as he's... Taysom Hill for the New England Patriots next year. Belichick is going to have the most innovative offense of all time with him and Julian Edelman each taking half the snaps. 
I like it as long as he's only playing receiver and like fullback and coming out of the backfield and gets maybe four snaps a game at quarterback. Dylan? I can't believe I'm the only one here that really thinks that Brady's going to stay with the Pats. You guys have like jumped shit. I am, I've seen no scenario where he goes somewhere else. So, and he's so entrenched in the Patriots and the Patriots offense. And I think if he goes somewhere else, yeah, he's a good QB, but it's not going to be the same team. It's not going to be the same setup. It's not going to be the same scheme. I think it would be, you know, a ridiculous challenge. And I don't think he would be able to be as good as he is as a Patriot anywhere else within the couple years that he has left. I think the X factor is Julian Edelman because they are close as ever. And Edelman's already like been campaigning to get him back on Instagram and stuff. So I think that and and he was commenting on Edelman's post being like, hey, come come back to Boston. Let's throw. Like, so he's doing the work in the offseason with Edelman. You know, um, you don't hear he could be working with other guys, but you don't hear about it. He's staying with the team. So, I mean, I want to believe, but I just see the the pressure mounting. Tucker? I just want to say one more thing. I don't just want the two of them back there. I also want Muhammad and Sanu back there because that guy's got an arm on him, too. He's got about 250 passing yards and four touchdowns. So maybe, I don't know what kind of offense Bill can run with those three, but I want to see him work some magic because something insane would happen. No real quarterback, just Hill, Edelman, and Sanu taking snaps. I love that. All that's three. A great, that's a great offense. <laughs> All right. So uh, last round, Valentine's was this week. I am the only single member of the Wasted Takes crew. So I'm just thinking – Maybe we should set up some sort of Wasted Takes uh, Bachelor program. Maybe we could do it in, uh, uh, you know, association with our buddies over at Bachelor Bros. Uh, check out that podcast. Drops every Tuesday, I believe, after episodes of The Bachelor with our friend Noah Johnson and Josh Sampson. Um, but uh, how was your guys' Valentine's Day with all your sweethearts? Dylan? Yeah, so my girlfriend's uh, in Italy right now, and I haven't been able to see her for, what, three weeks now? And I won't see her again until May. Um, so we didn't have Valentine's Day. I did uh, buy some things off of uh, Amazon.it, which is the Italian Amazon, because the American Amazon won't ship anything to Italy. So I had to figure out how to speak Italian <laughs> to figure out that stupid website. I had to redo my login, my credit card, my phone number, my email. I had no idea what any of the fields were. I was just typing away, hoping I got things in the right spot. I think I ordered something. I actually had to cancel an order, too. But, Linnea, check your mailbox. You might be getting something that I wanted you to get. You might be something that I didn't want you to get. So you see we'll how see. much she cares, Linnea? <laughs> Shout out, Linnea. She's a, she's a big waste to take her. Uh, Tucker, how was your Valentine's Day with Amanda? Yeah, it was good, besides the fact that my stupid brain said, oh, no, it'd be fun for her. She wants to get back and dance. We'll do, like, a dance class together. Now I have to dance. And if anyone here has seen me dance, it's not good. It's not a pretty sight. <laughs> it's really not. And now I have to do it in front of other people because I'm guessing I'm not going to buy a solo dance class. So that's going to be ugly. And the worst part is, is, like, she's, like, classically trained in, like, four different kinds. So I'm going to look like a fucking idiot out there. So <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to look like a joke. You're going to look yeah, bad. And the good thing is I'm used to feeling like a joke. So i um, <laughs> It comes pretty naturally to me. Yeah, um, just don't Trey, step on her feet. I'm 100% on board for a bachelor type of thing with the Ways to Take Boys. We'll just get all of our female listeners on board to uh, be the bachelorettes. All three of them. Yeah. No, <laughs> one of them being my sister and the rest being your girlfriends. But um, yeah, no, uh, if you're a lady and you're interested, uh, you know, slide in the DMs. We'll, we'll set it up. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, film it. We'll make it real professional. I'll give you guys some roses or something. No, we'll hand out beers. That, that'll be our, our rose. Beers on a stick. Uh, Cam, you're, you're sitting right there with your Valentine. How was your Valentine's Day? I had a great Valentine's Day. Um, we kept it a little low-key. We went out to dinner, had a delicious meal, and then we came back and watched a movie. Boring. So, very... <laughs> Very low and very fun. And um, yeah, that's about it. But I'm super into the Bachelor program that we have running. So let's kick that off. Maybe we can get a shout out. The Bachelor Bros can um, handle the analytics and we'll get it running. 
Yeah, I think it's a good plan. So uh, shout out to the first ladies of Wasted Take, uh, Lindsay, Linnea, and Amanda. Uh, your men appreciate you. I know they do because they tell me. But that's uh, Wasted Takes, episode nine. Boys, it's uh, been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. See you, boys. Au revoir.